Welcome back to the Chasing Tone Podcast. Today, Blake Weiland is back talking with me, and we talk about a bunch of great stuff. Let's jump right into it. Mr. Wampler, it's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. How have you been? I don't want I don't want to do the math, but I'm pretty sure it's been a lot more than one minute. <laughs> well, let me carry the one. Yeah, it's been a few weeks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's At been least a, it's, seven, 17 minutes or so. It's, it's been a crazy few weeks. So, uh, I mean, the podcast listeners don't know this. Oh, and by the way, t- this is the first, uh, well, I guess now it's not the first, but it's the f- first official, uh, what am I trying to say? As of right now, know. as of right now, we're also on Spotify podcasts. We got to accept it on that. I so, saw that. Yep. We're going to talk about that later. Yeah. So we're, so, uh. A bigger audience, so welcome, new Spotify listeners. Hi, Spotify people. And if this how you is, doing? Uh, if this is your first time listening, you may want to note that we don't strictly talk about gear. We kind of talk about everything, <laughs> kind of like if Joe Rogan played guitar and was a little bit uglier like me. It's kind of like what you got, sort of. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> fairly accurate statement. And and, and le- if he was less interesting. You have me as well. So, <laughs> and if Jamie talked more, that'd be me. <laughs> yeah, very, very true, <laughs> very true. Um, so, anyways, it's been a few weeks. Most of the podcast listeners don't know this because we still had podcasts coming out, but they were more like a Q and A sort of thing. I don't know if you've caught the recent podcasts or not, Blake. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically, it's just uh, you know the YouTube videos that I've done that was answering cut uh, viewer questions. And um, I thought, well, some of this information is actually relevant for the podcast. And anyways, I want to be out of town for the next two weeks. So now's a good time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're back. We're back live. I am home from Key West, Florida. And uh, batteries are recharged. My liver is a little damaged, but we're okay. We're okay. <laughs> You'll be, you get, put some milk thistle on it. You'll be all right. <laughs> Oh man. So I, I actually have a bunch of things, but I know you have some stuff as well. So, um, I, I can I, can I start out though? Can I start out? Because yeah, yeah um, nothing, nothing I have is, is oh, real pressing. It's oh. just, uh, just random thoughts and happenings. So I'm going to kind of drop a bomb on everybody, not a literal bomb, but like, uh, something unexpected, I think. Oh, cause I've been, I've been thinking about doing this and Blake, you and I have talked about this a bit, bit. I haven't really talked about this with the world. Um, I've thought about doing taking on some mods just for fun and, you know, um, just basically for fun, you know? Right. And uh, because I kind of miss that world a little bit. It's totally different than what I do now. But Mm -hmm. I kind of miss some of the more hands-on creative part of it. And uh, so I thought, you know what? I'm I'm going to take on I'm going to take on some mods again. I'm I'm officially starting today. I'm going to well, actually starting last week because I've already had a few people ask me about it and sent something mm-hmm. to me. But uh, I'm as as I can do them. Uh, and I'll, if you email me, I'll let you know how far out I am. But uh, I'm I'm going to start taking some modifications. So I'm going to start with like the boss metal zone, the SD one overdrive, the DS one distortion, the uh, blues driver. Uh, and of course you got to do tube screamers. So, but, but here's the kicker. So like, for example, a lot of the metal zone mods that you see are kind of derivatives of what's been floating around forever. Not, not some of them are directly from the book that I wrote. Some of them are just kind of like different takes on a distortion. You know what I mean? Like maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, the, maybe they've kind of wrapped it up in their own version of what a uh, distortion is. So, right. and I've, I've discussed this a bit on YouTube, like how to do, how to change it to an, um, uh, EQ, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to start doing like EQ mods, turning it into an actual EQ with a, bo- with, uh, with a boost, um, turning it into an overdrive that is much closer to what you'd find in the boutique market, I guess is a good way to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can do, I can make it a better distortion if you want, but I, I think that's almost overdone at this point, honestly. And then of course, everybody likes a good fuzz, you know? Oh, so, well, of course. So you got, so, of course. so the idea being that 
and I've told you about this, I wanted a board full of meadow zones. <laughs> of course. Yes. <laughs> so I've, I've literally had several, I've had people send me um, a bunch of metal zones. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, so I'm actually really excited about that. That's going to uh, be good times. You do. I can tell you're fired up about it. I've I been talking about this for I, like a year plus I, maybe. I know. And I've, I've, you know, I just was like, man, I don't really have the time to dedicate to it. And I've kind of cleared some things off my schedule. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make time for me to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm doing. Cool. Maybe I'll scrounge around here in the, in the, the shed and see, maybe I need to send you something. Yeah, if nothing else, I mean, you probably can find one on like eBay for like ten bucks. You know, mm. I'm only yeah, exactly. I think I'm only going to charge. I, these are pretty extensive mods. They're not just replacing parts. Like I'm literally rewiring most of the boards. <laughs> <laughs> so I probably I'm thinking probably sixty bucks or something like that. It's probably what I want to charge. Yeah, probably so, just kind of depends on what you're doing. Yeah, I mean, because it's you know, if it was just replacing a couple parts, like a lot of the mods out there, then it's you know. I don't think it's it's not a, not that big of a deal, but some of this stuff requires some pretty extensive things, including like replacing pots and j- jumpering and off board circuit boards and <laughs> just some pretty extensive well, stuff. I I I got this uh, DS one yesterday. Mm-hmm. I I this is a, this is sort of on subject, but but I immediately started thinking about this, and it's funny that you brought this up. So I I had to get my tires changed. So while I was waiting for my tires to get changed, I walked over because there was a guitar center. So where would I rather sit? In a guitar center or at the tire shop? Hold on. Hold on. Is this rhetorical or do you actually want an answer? Um, well, I, I obviously I made my decision. Be, be, well, I mean, because you're kind of a gearhead. So for you, a gearhead meaning like car gearhead as well. Well, that's true. But <laughs> so like, I, I've like, been in a tire shop enough. <laughs> well, that's okay. Okay, I got you. I'm with you. I'm just saying, for some people, if they're into cars, you might want to sit in a garage. You know? I mean, yeah. If it was in like a hot rod shop, yeah. I mean, but you know, I'm getting the tires changed on a 2012 Toyota Corolla. It's not that. <sighs> wow, uh, that's a smoking yeah. muscle car you got there. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, it it starts up every time. That's what I can say about it. Every single time. You could drive from Portland to Florida on a tank of gas. <laughs> um, but I got a, I, I wandered into guitar center. I was looking around at the, the pedals, of course, is where I usually head. And I noticed they had a, a black DS one, which I first thought was the 40th anniversary. And I went, no, this thing's way too cheap. And it looks a little bit different because the the 40th had like gold letters and stuff. Right. Um, But this one is just inverted. Well, well, what I didn't know, um, I went ahead and picked it up because like it was like 30 bucks or something. And I was like, well, this is, uh, cool. Have a black DS1. Um, now, and, was this uh, a professionally painted black DS1 or was this like spray paint? No, this is a legit from Boss limited edition DS1. And huh. uh, Tim Green who um, he runs, uh, I believe his, his company is called Mojo Stomp Boxes down in Australia. He's like a boss historian, uh, <laughs> amongst other things. Um, but like he knows all kinds of stuff about different boss pedals. And he chimed in in the Facebook group and was like, oh, yeah, that was actually a limited run exclusive for Guitar Center. Um, really? That, yeah, that they did. Uh, they did like 3,000 of them or something. Oh, wow. Um, and you got it for yeah. 30 bucks. Yeah, I got it for like 30 bucks. They said they were, it was on clearance and the guy, it was kind of funny. There's nothing too special about it other than the color. Um, but like, it's kind of weird cause I guess it's not on boss's website or talked about or heavily promoed anywhere. Yeah. So I don't recall, of, I don't recall yeah. seeing one, you know, and yeah, I used I'll to send, modify stuff all the time. I don't recall seeing that. It, it huh. was, you know, fairly new within the last couple of years, you know, I had the, I have the box and everything and it obviously comes in the fancier boss box that they have. And, uh, it was kind of funny cause the guy behind the counter was like, well, uh, yeah, we got this, uh, we got some new ones over here. Um, we, but they're all orange. I'm like, I have an orange one. I want the black one. <laughs> and he looked at me like I was a crazy person. I was like, I want the black one. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, but you don't get it. 
These are he's orange. Like, yeah, he's like, but these ones are new. No one's played them. This is the display model. I'm like, I know. I want that black one. Do you have another new black one? No. Okay, then I want that black one. <laughs> he was like, <laughs> you got by the shoulders. Is. If you have any more of these, please call me immediately. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, at that particular guitar center, I've gotten some pretty good deals over the years. It used to be better um, as far as having like, you know, more of the boutique stuff and more kind of vintage things. But um, I picked up my original uh, yellow box DOD 250 um, mm-hmm. for $40. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was like I was like 40 bucks, huh? Yep. See, okay. see, I can't do that at my at my local guitar center because they're all they're they're all like big gearheads. <laughs> <laughs> they, like they know they're like, well, hold on, those have the one in thirty four A diodes in it. You can't sell it for thirty bucks, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> like they know their stuff. It's great. Um, yeah, I don't. They're not. They're this particular location not so up on their on their pedal knowledge for some reason. But I, it's worked it's, out to my advantage. Uh, more than once. Yeah, it's so. kind of, it's kind of hit and miss sometimes, you know. But um, you know, there's there's been great guitar centers I've walked in, and there's other ones I'm like, eh, not a big fan of this particular location. But um, mm-hmm. you know, it's and I think it's that way with anything, you know. I mean, like anything big, yeah. It's that's just uh, that's just part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the good thing is that if you need strings, you know, you can get them right now, <laughs> or whatever, you know, or whatever. Yeah, so, and they're open till like nine o'clock, or right? Whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, if you got a cable that goes out on you, like it's not, you know, you can find whatever you need. Anyways, mm-hmm. got it. Guitar Center, awesome. So, <laughs> so, so point being that I have a black DS one that's a little bit rare, but it's not unique in its sound, and right. so it'd be like, hmm, I wonder if mm. I should mod that mm. or leave it alone. Probably should just leave it alone since it's kind of rare. I was gonna say, I. You, uh, I I would think Tim wouldn't probably know what the value of it would be, right? Or more than I would, for sure. But I guess if it was me, I wouldn't touch it. I'd put it, like, on a shelf and cover it with a cloth and wait for the price to go up. That's you probably know? what I'll do. <laughs> of course, how mu- the price can't go up, you know. It, it, I could probably sell it already for more than 30 bucks. so I guess uh, – whatever but anyway i thought it was kind of a, a weird thing i didn't know i didn't know they did that but me i either. thought it's kind of cool yeah so. that is very cool the, so literally the only difference is they inverted the colors it's black with orange letters same knobs same everything huh so well I'll, anyway. I'll go ahead and i'll go ahead and throw this out there real quick um since this is a paid a paid commercial for uh wampler mods uh if, if anyone out there has a um Wants to inquire about it, just email me at podcast at wamplerpedals.com. So. Okay. All right. So with that said, um, you know what? I, I've, been, I've been doing my commercial here for, what, 10 minutes now. So mm-hmm. uh, you, tell, me, tell me what you got. Because you were saying something this morning and I totally forget what it was. <laughs> uh, oh, well, it was just a conversation. I, uh, Nick Greer was on my podcast. And I guess for all the Spotify listeners... Yes, I do another podcast. It's called the Tone Mob. Yes, podcast. that's a good thing to po- point out. And you also so, have a great Facebook group called the Tone Mob as well. Uh, thank you, Brian. Uh, and I got to get on Spotify apparently. Um, so other than that, uh, no, I uh, I was talking with Nick Greer of Greer Amps on the latest episode, and we kind of we've talked about some stuff that you and I have talked about before, which is like how many different things actually impact your tone and your sound. Right. Um, and one of the things that we kind of talked about that that I don't know if we you and I have discussed on the mic before was how much like your actual physical body like your human body not the guitar body can impact the sound of your playing in your instrument and but it's like even on electric like oh, cool. totally oh, get that on acoustic but really on electric oh yeah well i mean you got to think that like if it's pushed up against some scrawny indie rocker guy like it's just kind of rattling off his bones you know what i mean <laughs> but if it's pushed up against a big old you know wealth corn-fed midwesterner uh <laughs> he's got a lot you know they got a the, it's gonna resonate it's it's, it's gonna, gonna resonate gonna re- differently gonna resonate think. in the mids i think in that that situation <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i mean I, I bet it's a lot less apparent you know on a solid body electric guitar but i 
something it has to affect it i've never thought about that is i mean that makes complete sense to me but i've never thought about it huh i wonder how you'd test like oh, wow that's just that just actually like blows my mind in a way because that means that it not only is it in the fingers, not only is tone in the fingers, it's actually in your gut midsection too. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's why the reason I I ever even kind of thought about that being a thing. Now, granted, I don't know if this is quantifiable or testable. This is just kind of a theory, but it just makes sense to me. Um, but like I know they make those weird guitar stands for recording. Um, that that they're mainly for acoustic guitars, but they actually put hold the guitar away from you. So you don't touch it with anything but your hands and your pick or your fingers. Um, huh. It looks horribly uncomfortable, but it, it, it's, it's not, it, that's not even a subjective thing. Like, it's objectively a different sound when you push against your stomach or when you hold it out from, from you with one of those weird stands. Right. Um, <clears throat> like, you can, like, that, no one's going to confuse that. Like, it definitely sounds different. Better or worse is subjective, but it's, it's definitely different. So. Fascinating. So, so what did you and Nick, um, what, what did you come to the conclusion of? Um, we didn't really come to much of a conclusion, more of just a statement of, we think this is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so there's tone, there's tone woods, there's finger and fingers, uh, to, you know, toneful fingers. And now, mm-hmm. like we said, if, uh, if you got a little meat on your bones, your guitar is going to be a little bit more mid heavy, a little more chunky. Oh right? yeah. Just, just what do you call it? He called it, who, who is he referring to? He was talking about Warren Haynes. He was talking about Warren Haynes. I said, big man tone. I think it's who he's <laughs> <laughs> got big man tone. I'm like, and that's a good point. Like, I think, I think also being a different size and structured person, you know, re- regardless of where you fall on that spectrum, uh, I think you hear things differently too. Yeah. I think like the actual physical shape of your head will make you hear something differently than I do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you just look at the, how the uh, ear canal is shaped, you know, mm-hmm. basically it's kind of like the reverse idea of a speaker. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's absorbing sound rather than putting out sound, but kind of in the same way as I understand. You know what I mean? Like it's a, there's a, a mechanism of sorts that vibrates, right? Mm, right. Um, so that, of, co- of course, everyone's ears are shaped different. I mean, that's not, you know. Everyone knows that. So it would mm-hmm. have to sound different. It would have mm-hmm. to. You know I mean? think if you could somehow put the same brain into a different skull, you'd be like, whoa, and maybe, <laughs> everything sounds weird. Maybe this is one of, the, um, one of the areas in artificial intelligence that will be a big thing in a couple of years. You know, people will stop buying pedals and amps and we'll have like these ear devices you can put on. You're like, Oh man, that sounds so good with these ears. <laughs> you know? Well, this is brings up a kind of a similar subject. Have we talked about I've never used them, but I think they're called um I'm probably going to use the term wrong. A bone bone conduct bone conduct uh, bone inductive or conductive headphones. I can't remember which term it is, but they actually huh. don't have they don't move air. They literally vibrate your bones, your skull, and that's how you hear it. Now I've um, there's like a base cabinet. What, where did I see this at? There's a like a base cabinet that I think that would you'd use in cars. Not it's not even a cabinet; it's a device. But mm-hmm. you would put it in a car. I forget the company name. And ba- what it would basically do is it would give you the sound of a subwoofer because it's vibrating your bones. So yeah, I think that's a very similar yeah. thing to what we're talking about. So yeah. I mean, like, you know, you're driving along and if you're sitting in the driver's seat, like to you, it sounds like there's a gigantic amount of the cleanest bottom end you can possibly imagine. It's really, really kind of odd. But mm-hmm. if you're outside of the car, you don't hear, you don't hear it at all. Like you hear no bass. Um, I, just, I love that because I really like heavy bass, yeah. especially when I'm cruising. But um this is kind of like nobody likes to talk about it but in the uh, in the car audio world but like those vibrating cars sound awful yes <laughs> like <laughs> like it's if you can got got some nice punchy clear bass yeah that sounds that sounds great but when it's vibrating your trunk lid 
it sounds it's worse than not having subs in my opinion it, it, i mean it's there's a cool aspect to it if it sounds great you know like you know what i mean like if it's just clean that's the whole thing yeah. because when oh, it's exactly when it when there's anything loose on a car and keep in mind if you're pushing those sub frequencies you're going to lose make things loose on a car <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's going to happen but uh, if it's clean i love that sound it's just um it's it's almost like a trebly bass if that make it that doesn't make sense but that's how my, like i perceive it it's just so clean it's not fuzzy on the bottom end at all um mm-hmm. but i mean like with through a really good pro audio system that's kind of what you have is like those real crispy lows and mm-hmm. uh and real really nice chimey highs almost like a, a good vox style amp <laughs> but uh uh-huh. um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah I, that's uh anyway so we we're talking about those headphones so they have headphones that do this now yeah yeah i think they've been around for a little while i was just doing some just general googling for no reason and i yeah i found i think they're yeah i can't remember what the term is exactly but they vibrate your skull instead of speakers you know even earbuds are little speakers that move air right like that that's not what these do they just they just vibrate your skull um and yeah, that's how you hear whatever you hear. And I guess they have they have some some benefits, some drawbacks. Um, I can't remember the details because I didn't look into it too far. But it was kind of a fascinating thing. I'm like, that sounds slightly disturbing, but also kind of cool. So are these full frequency or are these just the just? Uh, uh, well, I guess they'd have to be if it's covering your ear. It would be full frequency. I huh. believe so. I mean, I think they're designed for just general listening. Wow. To podcasts, for instance. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm really interested in that. I, now you're making me want to look it up. Uh, yeah, I, I can't, I, I, yeah, we'll, we'll have to, yeah, we'll converse more about it when I, we actually sure. know more about it. But it was kind of an interesting, <laughs> inter, just an interest. I'm like, huh, didn't know they did that. That's fascinating. Yep. yep. And then I, then I went back to trying to find some more fuzz pedals. So. <laughs> well, I also, uh, I also caught something that uh, Bruce Egnator posted in our Facebook group. Let's see oh. if I can get to it here. Um, someone had asked roughly, nope, that's not it. What did they ask? They asked, well, shoot, this is, <laughs> this is terribly uh, not interesting. Okay, here we go. Um, I'm going to start singing. They're, they're so. talking about, the question was something about what, what, how come my amp sounds brighter whenever I mic it than like whenever okay. I'm, whenever I'm standing in a room. And so Bruce Egnator chimed in, and uh, this is from his site. Uh, what is his site called? Ampbuildingclass.com. Okay. Okay. Um, and if if I can, uh, let me let me read through this real quick. So this is about sound dispersion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he writes this is on on his blog. Ever wonder why your cabinet sounds better when you stand off to the side? Did you consider why the pros mic a speaker from the edge instead of directly in the center? Ever have people in the audience tell you that your guitar tone is really loud and shrill, but it sounds great to you on stage? This is a result of directionality of loudspeakers. Speakers inherently do not project all frequencies equally, but as the frequency increases, the dispersion increases. In non-technical terms, that means the higher you play on your guitar neck, the more directional your sound will be. So by nature, speakers tend to be somewhat non-directional at lower frequencies. This means you can stand off to the side of the cabinet and you'll hear basically the same bass and lower mids as your audience is hearing right in front of your speaker. On the other hand, this is also where the trouble starts because higher frequencies tend to beam from the speaker. So while you're standing off axis from your cabinet, in other words, not directly in front of it, you're hearing an even balance of lows, mids, and highs and feeling pretty pumped about your awesome tune. (laughs) <laughs> Unfortunately, unbeknownst to you, the listeners directly in front of your cabinets are being killed by the high end that's beaming. FYI, contrary to what one might deduce, having more speakers in a 2x2 two two arrangement as in a 4x12 cabinet actually compounds the problem and makes the beaming worse by narrowing the dispersion even more. So next time you play, take a moment to walk from side to side and squat down directly in front of your speakers. A uh, note from Brian here. Don't do it when the amp is really loud because you will pretty much kill your hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, you will be amazed at the difference between listening off-axis to the side and listening on-axis directly in front. Have you ever seen this band in a small place where you're hearing the stage volume and wonder why the guitars sound so bright? Does that guitar player hear that obnoxious high end? 
And to be, on, and to be honest, I actually have, I've, I've seen this a million times. That guy must be deaf. More likely, he's standing he's standing so close to his cabinet and all that high end is just blowing past his legs, and so they don't even hear it. And so they're probably actually turning their treble up to compensate. <laughs> exactly. So you're making it worse on the guy in front of him. Okay, and so he says, okay, so now I've pointed out how we've all been playing for years, how, how we've all been playing for years, believing everyone in the crowd thinks our tone is as awesome as we think, or is it? Great, so what can you do about it? The key is to place your speakers so you are hearing the same thing as everyone else. If you can get the cabinets mm -hmm. far enough behind you, you probably will hear pretty much everything just fine. If that's not possible, try placing the cabinet pointing across the stage sideways instead of forward at the audience. At least then you'll only be killing your other band members instead of the audience. Uh, note, point this at the drummer. Yeah, they'll love that. Get them back for all those cymbal hits. Uh, That's right. <laughs> chances are you often want to kill the drummer or bass <laughs> Apparently he says that next. Chances are you often <laughs> want to kill the drummer or bass player anyway, right? The best thing you can do is tilt your cabinet so they're pointed at your head. I guarantee you will set your controls way different than what you normally do. There are a number of possible options to combat the beaming problem. A few companies make a solid disc that you install in front of the speakers to help disperse or attenuate the high end. Uh, but these discs have met with some success, though they do introduce some phasing issues. I didn't know that. Also, because there's a solid piece in front of that speaker, if one places the microphone in front of the disc, which people do mm -hmm. at shows, it'll sound really weird because the disc is altering the sound into the mic. There are some other smart people attempting to address the problem, though. Most involve some form of foam piece in front of the speakers. The method that we find works best, uh, both live and uh, hold on. The method we find works best both for both live and when placing a mic in front of the speakers utilizes a sound absorbing four inch by one inch foam disc placed on the side of the grill cloth directly in front of the speaker. So just a little disc, a little foam disc right in front of the cone, I guess. Uh, one brand is called Tone Bra. The discs are made of an acoustic, acoustical foam material that attenuates the beaming highs instead of blocking them. Uh, I'm always surprised when this subject is discussed and many guitar players make the statement, I hate the way my guitar sounds when I stand in front of my speakers. The answer is to not simply stand off to the side so it sounds good to you, but because everyone else is hearing the sound <laughs> that you hate. Remember while we play music, it's for others to enjoy. So make a conscious effort to think about what the audience is hearing too. So I thought I thought that was a great a great piece written by Bruce Segnator. It because is. That was that was. Uh, I didn't expect it to be that in depth, but uh, that's uh, that is very timely that you would bring that up actually um, for me. Because um, you do that to people, don't you? <laughs> oh yeah, I constantly just crank that treble. I play a Telecaster, and I just I just go, and I just. Um, no, I I I so. I I recently um, started rearranging the shred shed into be more of a somewhat organized proper office. Um, a shred shedding office. If you yes. Um, but and one of the things I wanted to do was set up some sort of station where I didn't have to bend because I you know play a lot of different pedals. I try a lot of different pedals. Right. I and um, you know, I'm always bending over on the floor because uh, that's where they're supposed to go. Right. But. <laughs> uh, when you're doing that for hours, it, it gets rather uncomfortable. Um, and so I'm set up this station. I actually repurposed my son's old, uh, changing table. Uh, and it's, it's not only a, the perfect height to be able to stand up and tweak knobs, but I got, uh, storage space in the drawers right. for stuff. And then also the, it has this little upper cabinet right next to it. And I put my amplifier up there, my small little 15 water. Mm -hmm. And immediately was like, this sounds terrible up here. <laughs> it sounded way better when it was on the floor. And I was like, uh, I'm beaming. And so I, I definitely, I set things, I set the controls on that substantially different now that it's up by my head yeah. rather than on the floor. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's funny. I mean, like that literally just happened last week. So. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's something that I fight with doing like all the YouTube videos and stuff because the. The sound, we talked about this before, but the sound of an amp in a room is so hard to accurately get on, you, you know, get recorded because, mm -hmm. because you know, microphones color everything it, it just completely. Uh, the type of microphone, the, how it's, you know, the components inside and the, you know, just everything about recording. Um, it's very hard to get that sound, especially if you're used, if you're used to standing up with the amp on the ground, 
that's it's so much different whenever you stick your head in front of that speaker. It's completely oh, yes. different, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But the one thing, and we we've talked before, and I went on record for not liking amp stands, um, even though it is pointing at me. I whenever I set my amp like on the floor, like especially if it's a wood floor and it's vibrating the floor, I mm-hmm. like I just like that sound better. Um, the <laughs> but so I guess the key is sitting down on the ground <laughs> in front of the speakers. That's not very. Uh, that's probably not a good idea. But I guess you could do that. But, I mean, uh, that's. That, I think that's what you should do for dialing things in. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, I I think. I think that is probably the answer. I mean, most people listening to this probably like to tweak knobs and like to adjust things. And so you're probably doing a little bit of a dial in before every show. And I think that probably is the right answer. Like look at where everybody's heads are and put your head where their head's going to be. Yeah. (laughs) And then, and then, then adjust. Whenever, whenever I do play a gig, if there's someone that's sitting in front of my amp, I, I, there's been times I'm like, I feel so sorry for you. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. you're going to go home with a headache tonight, and it's not going to be from drinking. It's going to be because <laughs> that deluxe reverb is going to be cranking right in your face. <laughs> <laughs> and well, it I'm, might be from it might be from drinking because of the deluxe reverb right in front of your face. There is some valid truth to that as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're thinking if you're the one playing, you're right. I am going home with a headache. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen your YouTube videos. <laughs> exactly. So, but I mean, that's, that's something I actually have, have fought a lot. And I know, I mean, it really kind of stems back because I prefer this. I, I like that sound whenever the amps on the ground and behind me a little bit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And when I'm hearing it actually come from the speakers, it's always super bright. And, uh, you know, it's not really that it's super bright. It's that for the, the past 25 years, I haven't I haven't listened to that. You know what I mean? Be- right. Before I really started recording things for videos and, and demos and that sort of stuff. Um, once I really started listening to the sound as you're modifying pedals, um, it kind it kind of changed everything. It changed the way I look at amps, and it changed the way I listen to music, to recorded music, to live music, like uh, everything. Mm-hmm. It, you know, in a weird way. So. And I was talking to a friend of mine named Myra Dean, who's a, used to be in a band called Trick Pony. He was real popular uh, a few years ago. And uh, now he's a big songwriter for the most part and plays bass and guitar and stuff. But um, anyways, I was talking to him about, you know, how we listen to music differently. And I was telling him that I, it's hard for me to just enjoy a good song because I'm always like listening to like critical components. Like, huh, I wonder why, wonder why they did that with the guitar sound or that type of distortion or that type of fuzz or whatever. And he said, I do the same thing with arrangements. I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, why, why did they put that part there? You know, why did they have th- this, you know, let's call it a, why did they use this type of reverb on that part panned right? And this other type of reverb, panned <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Like he's looking mm-hmm. at all these more, to, more uh, songwriting engineering aspects where so it's just kind of funny i think as uh musicians a a lot of us especially if if our job is to listen to these critical components i think it it kind of gets in the way of enjoying the hobby in a way you know what i mean uh to some degree yeah i i can understand that too i i kind of uh i don't do it so much i do obviously listen to the guitar sounds and try to kind of dissect that stuff but one thing that's important to me as a, you know, whenever I was writing songs was I wanted the lyrics to be, you know, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I wanted them to be halfway decent. And so I'm always just like, why is everyone saying these dumb things? (laughs) (laughs) Especially when it, especially when it comes to more rap based music, right? Like, like if I'm writing a song, it's like, uh, 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 no, 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 uh, not even rap. Like I understand rap, has its own culture and like its own Mr. Worldwide. Style. That's that's <laughs> Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. I'm just going to repeat count as rap. I'm going to re- repeat that 10 times. Is that when you're writing songs in your pit bull, do you actually write that? No, I think he probably just stands up in front of the microphone and whatever comes out is, yep, that's a rap. <laughs> Kind of like we do with this podcast. Yeah, a lot like we do with this podcast, exactly. <laughs> but no, like I just listen to some songs, and and I I got I understand not everything has to be deep, thoughtful, you know, things. But I'm 
I, I don't know. I, I think it's probably part of the things like I write a lot of ad copy and, and I think about words a lot. And so I do at times, uh, though I don't sound that way on the podcast, I do sit back and, and read or listen to material and go, that just, that just sounds dumb. Uh, the way it's, the way it's worked. Like you just said there, don't say there again immediately. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing. It's not, it's probably just me being me being the weird one, honestly. But I know what you mean about not being able to enjoy things at times because you're analyzing them. Yeah, I mean, it's not that I hate it. That's not it at all. It's just that, like, you know, if I'm driving somewhere with my wife, she can be, she can just be listening to the song and enjoying the song. Me, on the other hand, I'm like, hmm, that was an interesting chord, you know? <laughs> or mm-hmm. or um, more often, probably more often than not, I'm thinking... Ah, I don't know if I would have used that sound there. I probably would have, <laughs> you know, something a little less grindy, a little bit more in the 400 hertz to 500 hertz area. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I nerd out a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, yeah, you know. I, the answer is yes, we are the weird ones. You and me and Ira and everybody, we're all the weird ones. Everyone else is normal. Yeah, I know. I know. I've I've lived my whole life being abnormal, so why stop now? Yeah, I'm not about to. I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's yeah. just, it's fine. It's fine. But I think, uh, you know, if if you're uh, in a band, and um, or even really, if you're not in a band, you're just recording and you're miking things. But I, I would say, especially if you're in a band, I, I think it's really important to get familiar with the sound of where that mic is on the speaker. Um, oh, mic placement is huge yeah. in recording stuff huge. yeah and i i see a lot of times when i've i've been to like you know different bars or places uh here in, in indiana um i'll see a lot of people just drape either a sennheiser over it just throw it on there somewhere or just throw a, a 57 you know just randomly on the speaker um because i think a lot a lot of people don't really take the time and it's not like a fault of theirs i just don't, don't think they really think about it um it seems like they just they put the mic on there thinking, ah, oh, the sound guy would take care of it. And I, I guess I would, <laughs> I would, uh, I, I, I guess I'm a little more anal where I like to, <laughs> whenever I do play, I'll spend 15 minutes moving that 57 around on that speaker. And they're like, come on, man, just mic it. Be done. <laughs> Brian, may I suggest you doing the tried and true, uh, road warrior method of, uh, you know, putting some tape on your grill cloth where you're, where you need to put your mic. Well, on on my deluxe or no, it's my hot rod deluxe. I actually I do have it. Actually, I actually took a marker. It, mm-hmm. Sometimes you can see it in the videos. There's like there's two different squares on it. This well, they're supposed to be round, but it's easier to draw a square. <laughs> yeah. But that's two different places where I put fifty sevens, depending if I want it a little more bright or a little less bright. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I do have that. But if I take any of the other amps, like you know, like for example, I have an orange. I'm looking at. And there's no oh, way that one. Yeah, there's no way in the world I'm going to draw on that speaker grill cloth. You know? No, but you, no, you don't draw on it. You just take some of the blue tape. Yeah, but th- I, every time I've done that, it always comes off on me. And then if I use duct tape, then it rips off some of the fibers. And yeah, that's not gonna, blue tape coming off on you. Yeah, really? yeah, it just like peels right off. It falls off. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's because yeah. you're playing them hot licks and it melts. Well, see, that's what it is. It's all that. It's all that badikadinks. <laughs> you know. So. Yeah, I wouldn't mark on that orange either. That's a beautiful amp. Oh, it's it's so fantastic, Blake. I know we're getting off way off subject, but that's okay because it's my podcast and I can do it if I want. But mm. um, <laughs> but I was playing that. I've been playing that orange over the past two days, like for the past 12, 14 hour days, past two solid days, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, I created, um, well, a couple new effects that I'll tell you about that later. I can't, I can't discuss that publicly, but some very oh. cool effects. So anyways, I've been sitting in front of this orange amp for two solid days, and I can't tell you how fantastic that amp is. is it, which one is it? Is it a Rocker Verb um, 50, I think? Yes, it's a Rocker Verb 50, yep. Oh, those are awesome. You've been trying to get me to buy that thing. For I'm like not, a, selling a year and a half. not selling it now. You're not selling it anymore? Uh-uh. <laughs> I should have got nope. it when I had the chance. No, sir. No. I was thinking about that the past couple days. I'm like, holy crap, in a wet bucket, this thing sounds great. You know? <laughs> sure glad I didn't sell this to Blake. Yes. It's <laughs> so good, man. It's so good. 
I'm going to have to go get me one. So, but I got another amp coming that I can't talk about yet. But there's another amp coming. I'll, I'll, I'll be satisfied for a while. I'll be okay. Well, well my new gear purchase uh, this weekend is going to be Own Hammer IRs. Okay. I, you know, I've uh, I, uh, we've talked. I know about, you get excited about. about I those. love, I love IRs. Oh my gosh, I love IRs. So they're so. I'm just. It's like a warm, fuzzy puppy. You know, it's just <laughs> when when you find the right combination of IRs in your DAW, it's just heavenly, complete heaven. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't do that. I know, but I mean, you got to think most of the time when I'm playing something, I'm playing into it a DAW. You know what I mean? Like I don't play out that much, but I record a lot more. Um, so for me, it makes way more sense just to use IRs. No, it does. You know? I get it. I, I definitely get it. I, uh, actually played with, a um, uh, a head rush yesterday mm -hmm. in my guitar center trip. Yep. Um, and it was just run into a powered speaker, and I was, I was got. I mean, there were some things I really didn't like about it, but as a whole, I was like, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah. if I was touring uh -huh. or something, mm -hmm. I'd probably have something like that. See, I'm not sure about I'm not sure about the head rush, but I do know, like in a doll, um, like the last video. I think it's the last video I did. One of the last videos I did um, a week or two ago. I uh, showed how I stack up IRs, so I'll have mm -hmm. like one, uh, like a, it's an IR of a, one mic on one speaker, an IR of uh, a different mic, and it might be on a different speaker, and then mm -hmm. I'll have an IR of the back of the amp, so this is all basically digital snapshots of a mic amp at some point, so a mic on the back of the amp, and then two stereo room mics, and if you, with the right combination of stuff, Holy cow! It sounds good, man. Oh my gosh! It, I just better than a better than any way I can mic an amp, in my opinion. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of how those are designed. Most of those IRs, right? They 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 physically go to wherever they're, you know, whatever sound they're trying to catch in whatever environment they're trying to capture it in. They they actually go there, right? And do it, right? They'll they'll play like through the best compressors, the best, uh, you know, the best audio components and, you know, some really, really great mics you probably would never even be able to get your hands on, uh, or at mm -hmm. least, you know, the average person, let's say. So you can, you can create a digital snapshot of, um, let's say an old Plexi style amp, right? 1959 cabinet. And, um, it's, and, well, it's not actually the amp, it's just the speaker cabinet itself. Uh, mm -hmm. Because the way they're producing it is actually a very clean amplifier, so it's not it's not colored like a like a Marshall amp, for example. You just you're hearing the sound just from the coloration of the speakers, which is why it's so important to use um, you know a device like uh, I use the the Torpedo Captor, but there's a bunch of other things you can do where it's like an attenuator that you can pull the sound after the the transformer. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then, then you get the coloration of the amp and you can get the gain and all that stuff of the amp. So, uh, anyways, yeah, we've, I know, I know I keep beating, beating the impulse response, uh, hammer over everyone's heads, but it's, it's because, um, I'm all for technology, my man. I, I, but I will say that stuff does not compare with the real amp in the room. It doesn't matter which IR you use. It doesn't compare. Well, I would, I would put a caveat on that. I think we, and I know we've, I know, no, no, for sure. We've talked about this before, but yet again, um, I think when you're playing, uh, obviously there's a massive difference, but in a recorded format, I don't think I could tell you if you had the real thing and a, and a like really good IR of the, of that same thing. I don't think I could tell in a recorded format. I don't think I could tell the difference mm -hmm. personally. Um, but obviously, it's a completely different playing experience. Yeah, yeah, it's it's totally different having the amp in the room versus hearing it on your your monitors. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, but you know, I've, I've said for a long time. I I, I think like uh, like for example, the Fractal or, or or the Kemper or the Helix or whatever. If um if you're playing live somewhere, I think those things are really really great to have and super handy to have. So like I'm. I've I get a lot of people asking me uh, via email usually 
like what's my thoughts on it do you, like like it's a it's either or and to me it's not an either or thing it's like i like both i love having the amp in the room but if i'm going to a small cl- uh, club somewhere it's uh it'd be really nice to be able to have a fractal i could take with me <laughs> you know and a pedal board i mean and a, and an amp really I, I, why not do it all if you can <laughs> I, feel, I yeah i i always joke around in the facebook group about being like the anti anti kemper guy but an anti helix guy and stuff but i'm really not like like i i think that all that stuff is they're just great tools right so you know if you got one and you like it i i mean that applies to everything if you got one and you like it then that's all that really matters right doesn't matter what that thing is well, one so. of the one of the things that I would, uh, if I played out more often, and I keep in mind, I I only play out maybe a few times a year right now. It's it's not that much. Uh, if I played out more often, I probably would. I probably would take. Uh, I'd take an amp for sure. I still would take a pedal board and an amp, but I also would run a line out to let's say like a two notes or something like that, just mm-hmm. so I could use that two notes to go direct into the PA. Because then I, I don't have to mess with it. I don't have to mess with the mic. I, I, know, I, I know exactly what my sound is going to be like through that, uh, that impulse response. That's true. So That's true. I, so the, the, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, like it, I like them both. I just use them differently. Kind of like a fork and a knife. You know? Which one do you like better? Both. <laughs> like I, I need them both right. to eat my steak. Exactly what I was going to say. How am I going to cut my steak, man? Come on. I mean, I just, I just eat it with my bare hands, but I'm an animal. So, oh, speaking of uh, animals, this is totally not, uh, not about gear at all. But I bought a new grill. I had to buy. You got a new grill. I got a new grill. Mm-hmm. What, what'd you get? Oh man, it's um, what is it called? It's you're you're gonna make fun of me, but I'm digging it. Yeah, because it's not like a grill. It's a flat, big flat tray surface. Okay. It's a griddle. Is that what it's called? Big griddle? A griddle? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Big yeah. Big one, right? So You're putting on a fire. No, 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 that's not it. No, it's like um it's like this big huge it's just a big sheet of metal that heats up. Okay. <laughs> like, it's like an electric it sounds like an electric skillet. No, 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 no. It's it's propane. Okay. It's powered by propane and propane accessories. But Oh good. Good man. But it's not like a, a grill that has like holes where stuff falls down. It's just one solid surface. I got you. Anyways, but it's it's a unique experience for me with grilling. Uh, if you can, why, even, he why can even I make call fun it. of you for that? I'm because it, it's that not out. really a grill, you know. Because I was I was trying to debate whether I was going to get like uh, maybe a, I thought about doing a smoker because I know you like a smoker. Mm, so it's, yes. So yeah. you know, and maybe I'll maybe I'll get one of those two in the future. But for this one, I thought, well, I could actually I could like cook. All kinds of things. I could cook vegetables much easier. I could cook like eggs and bacon and on this thing mm-hmm. outside. It, you oh, know. you can still cook bacon on a smoker. Trust me. Can you really? I, I do guess it all you could. The time. I actually just did it last night. Yeah, now that but, you but do it. you cook eggs on a smoker? You can't cook eggs on the smoker. <laughs> no, I think you. I think the real answer is both. I need to get something like what you got. It's it's a pretty fantastic thing. And and to be honest with you, the reason why this is this is so terrible. The reason why I. Uh, ended up going with this is because okay so if any of you have been to Key West there's this place called the it's either called the Bull or the Whistle I, I think it's called the no. Bull <laughs> that's two very different things but it's a white building it's on a corner of it's right on it's a bit it, if you've ever been to Key West you know what it is it's like a popular bar and like at the third story is like we're it's like a nude bar <laughs> okay so but i'm talking about that the bar's not important but the corner is because there's always a guy right there who cooks the best smoked sausage ever ever mm. just sausage mm. and, and he, he he makes a sausage on this big on on this type of grill plate thing and um he makes it there and it does the vegetables and he makes hot hot dogs and other things too but just literally the best sausage I've ever had, ever. And so I kind of bought it thinking that I'm going to learn how to make sausage like this guy. Well, I uh, I think that that sounds like a fantastic a- outdoor cooking instrument. 
Um, I'm a big fan of cooking outdoors, as you know. Yes. And I, I think I need one of those. You, uh, it is pretty cheap. It's only a couple hundred bucks, mm. which is pretty cheap get... as far as grills go. Mm. Yes. Grills, grill. We think gear's expensive. Grilling can get mighty, yes. mighty spendy <laughs> in a hurry. I found that out real quick because, you know, I'm like, $1,700? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my wife's like looking at me like, how much is your amp? I'm like, oh, shut up. <laughs> You're not allowed to bring that up. <laughs> Don't talk about that. It's that that's how I make my living. <laughs> that's different. The amp sounds great. <laughs> and it looks cool too. So she's like, "Well, maybe maybe the grill makes food better." And I'm like, "Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's the boutique grill. I get it." <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Look at Yoder's when you get a chance. Look at the Yoder's Yoder grills. Those are those are I got to get one of those. Yoder's. Huh. Yeah. They're like these super high-end smokers. Uh, they're so cool. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, and this wraps up the cooking portion of the Chasing Tone podcast. <laughs> hey, uh, if you ever come to Portland, I'll cook you a brisket. Oh, man. Now you get my mouth watered. I know, every time we do a podcast and talk about food, I get done and I'm starving. Why is that? I know. Uh, well, I think every time I do a podcast, I talk about food. <laughs> I should have started a food podcast. It's never and then too I would late. Be talking about guitar pedals. It's never you can you can do an additional podcast. That you only you know that what's that three four now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do one more podcast. I, you know what I'll do? I'll do a, I'll get Keely on the horn. I'll do a podcast with Keely, and we'll talk about cooking techniques. I totally could see like a cooking with Keely podcast. How great would that I think, be? I think we've talked about that being a YouTube thing before. Oh, that would be a great YouTube channel as well. Oh man, I would watch that so oh, yes. much. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Like he so. plays some tasty riffs and then like and then he's like, and today we're cooking a lobster or whatever. <laughs> uh yeah. Yeah. All right, so let's wrap up this uh podcast. Wow, fifty two oh, fifty minutes almost. Only fifteen minutes of which was grill talk, so it's it's good. <laughs> That's true. All right. All right. You, you got anything to you got, do you have any uh, final closing words by chance? Mm, final closing words? Mm, not this time. I'll let people just wonder what I'm thinking. Okay, then I'll close it out. Uh, make sure if you want me to do a modification on your pedal, uh, make sure to hit me up first because I'd, I want to make sure I can get you in. And I'm, I'm not planning on quitting the pedal business to do mods. This is just my Saturday afternoon stuff. So uh, podcast at wampletpedals.com. Boom. Talk to you next time. Next time. Thanks so much for listening to the Chasing Tone Podcast. Really appreciate it. If you have any comments or questions, just shoot me an email at podcast at wamplerpedals.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.